0: All right, we're in. We're back. It's the Detroiter. Listen, folks, we're running it back. Another live show during the MSU game. This one's a little bit different than the first one. I don't know how many people tuned into that. Um, It was a good time. The people that did tune in, I got pretty good feedback. So I kind of wanted to run it back again today. Michigan State (laughs) backs up against the wall. Um, Lost to Rutgers Saturday, and I will probably talk about that. I guess it kind of depends how this one ends. Right now, we're in a fucking dogfight. With Maryland, we're in East Lansing. It's a home game. We started off 15-0. MSU, 15-0. Game start. This team hasn't started off hot one single time since Cassius Winston left. I swear to God. And, of course, the one time that they do 15-0 start over Maryland, Texas A&M-Auburn's down. Can't even watch the game. By the time it finally cuts in, Maryland goes on a little run. State can't score. Of course, it's tighter at halftime. We're up nine at half. Here we are now in the second half, about five minutes left. So this is a little different. The first time I did this, I can't remember which game it was. In Not Indiana. Iowa, maybe? I can't remember which game it was. But uh, no technical issue. Hold on. Bear with me here. I can't remember which game it was, but uh, Michigan, or I started it like right when the second half started. And then um, I, I can't remember when I cut it out, like five minutes before the game ended or something like that. I quit it or I closed it, ended the episode when the game was still going on. I don't think it was extremely tight. Like I think it was one of those ones state was kind of in control, like up six, up five, up eight, one of those. And for once, they held on and kind of won by five, six, seven, eight. I think it was the Iowa game. So I didn't keep that one going until the end. And that was the one piece of feedback people gave me as, Hey, you should, why not? Why didn't you, I mean, you already, you know, you made it that far. Why don't you keep it going until the end? And I was like, that's actually makes so much more sense than ending it early. So today in the spirit of that, we're going to keep it going until the end. Um, this one is more of a dog fight. This one is more urgent because Hey, surprise, surprise, Michigan State, what the fuck, dude? My stream is just, there we go. Because, surprise, surprise, since the last time I did one of these live ones, Michigan State basketball, they've lost more games. They're further removed from being solidified in the tournament. They're doing things that Michigan State doesn't do, losing to average teams in a watered-down Big Ten conference. So, yeah, this one is a little bit more high stakes, high pressure, must-win feel to it. Three minutes left, 57. 52 Michigan state leads Tyson to the rim reverse and he gets it to go. Nine point seven point lead Michigan state two forty-five left on the clock. Can they close it out? Tyson Walker with 17 Joey Hauser with 20. Thank God for those two, because outside of them it's a bunch of fucking pogo sticks playing for this basketball team. I don't know, man, that's just a free bucket. There we go. Down or up seven to uh, two and 45 left. And, uh, We'll just give Maryland a free layup. Love it. That's Michigan State for you. That's Michigan State since the year 2020. Fucking crucial possession. Absolutely need a stop. Foot on your throat, win the game type of basketball. How about you just take a free layup instead? That's all right, though. We got the ball back. Five-point game. Two minutes now. Tyson dribbling at the top of the key. I could be play-by-play, by, play, by the way. No doubt about it. I could do. And one! Oh, my God. This is so cool Dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Tyson goes to the rim, lays it off the glass. There was no chance. This 15's right in his face. It hits the glass, doesn't touch the rim. <laughs> are you serious, Mati? Doesn't touch the rim. Matty Sissoko, the only guy in the position to get the rebound. He jumps. The ball, his hands are right here. If you're watching on YouTube, his hands are right here. At his chest, the ball hits him in his hand. And another, and a, there we go. A dunk. Five-point game. Need another stop? We give up a free dunk. Backdoor cut. A.J. Hogard not paying attention. Three-point game. Anyways, Maddie's going up. The ball hits him in the hands right here. Right at his chest level. Bounces off his hands, off his knee, off his shin, out of bounds. Maryland basketball. What exactly does Madi Sissoko do around here? I remember, I was at the Gonzaga game. I remember those first few games where it was like, whoa, man, this guy's fucking Giannis. This guy can do everything. He can run the rim. He can... <sighs> Tyson, no good, three-point game, minute and 15 left. Here comes Maryland, fast break, 24-3. air ball. wow, that was not good. I don't know what Madi does here, though. I really don't get it. Um, he doesn't rebound. He's 6'11", 6'10", doesn't really rebound. I mean, obviously he gets some rebounds because he's always underneath the hoop and he's 6'10". Doesn't really rebound at the level I think a guy like him should. Definitely can't score. Absolutely cannot score unless the ball is already in his hands and he's wide open underneath the basket. If that isn't all the scenario, like if he has to catch a pass, if he has to put the ball on the floor, if he can't just dunk it, like if there's a little bit of resistance, there's an inch of space between his hand and the basket, he can't score. Um, he doesn't have any moves in his game as far as going to the rim, as far as dribbling, as far as in the post, as far as in a dead ball sit, like he hasn't used his dribble yet. He's got nothing offensively there. I don't really get, he doesn't really protect the rim. Uh, like he does that and, and takes fouls. He doesn't really block shots. Guys, 6'10", doesn't lanky as fuck. Doesn't really block shots. Um, doesn't take charges, never once has thrown the opposing team's dominant big man for a whirl and caused them to have a bad game. He turns the ball over. I don't really get what Sissoko does here. Honestly. And I don't understand what happened after those, after those first couple games. Because we saw it. Gonzaga, Kentucky it was like, holy shit, this guy's this guy's incredible. <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. I didn't know we had this dude on his team. I didn't know Mati Sissoko was Giannis. If we get him, this team I don't. Final four might be a that might be a little much this early, but if this is what Mati Sissoko is going to be like, this team's going to be fucking electric. And he hasn't played like that since November. Um, not only has he not played like that, but like I said, he hasn't done basic things since November, right? He hasn't done things that my 250 pound, six foot three buddy does on the low block since November. He just doesn't. He can't catch. Can't dribble, can't score, can't shoot, can't pass, can't defend. Like I don't, I don't understand. So let's. I don't want to keep bagging on him. If you can't tell, I wish I would have started this a little bit earlier with like the ten minutes left in the second half because thirty-three seconds, Maryland inbounding the ball. We're getting down to fucking crunch time. State is up three. Maryland's got the ball. It's crunch time right now. I can't really rant and rave about this game. And guess who? Guess who? Is that Māti? Guess who, baby? Mati Sissoko takes the foul. Did we intentionally foul? There's no chance we just intentionally fouled. Wait, there's no way State just intentionally fouled. All right, Julian Reese, 51%. I guess we did intentionally foul. So they can't get a three off. This kid's got to make two. I don't see the problem is with this the intentionally foul game, he hits the first 59-57. The problem with the intentional foul game at the end is that insinuates that you not only are going to inbound the basketball well, but you're going to make free throws. I don't trust us to do either of those. Dude, I, I anytime we have to inbound the ball and it's closer than a 10-point game and less than a minute left, I have zero faith that we're going to successfully do it. He missed the second, Aikens with the rebound, um, Maryland not fouling yet. Hogard dribbling. He picked up his dribble, called the timeout 59, 57, 24 seconds left. Yeah. So here's, what's going to happen now. Um, Maryland's going to foul. We're only in the bonus. So we're going to go shoot a one and one. And I don't know, Hogard, Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser, Jaden Akins, whoever it is. I don't have faith in them making free throws. Plain and simple. So I don't love the foul game now. If we make both, it's a four point game that worked out. You just got a free point that worked out. Well, if that's the case, I don't have faith in us making any free throws. And I don't want to be a Debbie downer. I hate being a Debbie downer. I just want to be honest, say how I feel, um, talk about this game, how I'm thinking about it, how I'm texting with my buddies in our group chat about it. Like, that's the thing is I do. I said it on here before. Like I do like to be positive. When it came to the Lions all season long, I was trying to be positive. State football, for the first little while there, I was trying to be positive. And then, you know, it hits the point where what can you do? Pistons haven't reached that point really since I grew facial hair where there's anything to be positive about. The Red Wings, this season, I was trying to be positive, and we'll talk about them later in the episode. Michigan State basketball, I was positive. We lost to Gonzaga. It was a heartbreaker. My friend and I were at that game. Can you imagine how fucking devastated we are to watch that loss live? And you know what? We walked out of there like, hey, that was pretty good, though. The number two team in the country. Yeah, we kind of let it fly or let it slide in the second half. That sucks. But we looked pretty fucking good. Like, we got a good team. We kind of made the best of it. We beat Wisconsin whenever that was, December maybe, beginning of January. And I was like, all right, let's see what this team can do. We lost that close one to Illinois. Lost the close one to Purdue. And it was like, okay, good team. Shit happens. I try to be positive. I want to be positive. But for me at least, at some point, I I I don't know. Like I either fuck it. Oh my god, dude. We actually can't inbound the fucking basketball. Almost had a five second violation, is had to burn another timeout. And the pass that he did throw, Malik threw a pass right before the timeout, threw it right to a Maryland player. (laughs) These guys, dude, it's fucking ridiculous how every single game, year over year, we can't even inbound the basketball. (laughs) Like, that's nuts, dude. I'll be honest. I only really started watching Michigan State, like, extremely dedicated every single night that they play, unless I have an absolutely reasonable excuse otherwise. I only started watching MSC religiously when I started going to school there, which was the fall of 2015. So the Denzel Middle Tennessee year, that sucked. I don't ever remember any of these teams, and maybe I'm wrong because that's eight years. I've certainly forgotten some stuff. But I don't remember one single of these teams. Like Even the sick Cassius teams, even that sweet Denzel team, I don't remember a – oh, my God. I don't remember a single one of these teams ever not struggling to inbound the basketball. Just like all of them had turnover problems. Just like maybe since Matt Costello, Xavier Tillman was good. Jaron was always in foul trouble. Just like it's never really felt like we had a dominant big. Adrian Payne was before I got to school. (sighs) Holy fuck, that was a close call. They inbounded it. 23 seconds. A.J. Hogarth's going to the line shooting one and one I got no faith. I got no faith. I'm being honest with you. I said it day one. I've been saying it for years now. If I'm on the podcast, if I'm making the TikTok videos, I want to be positive. My natural inclination is to look for the bright side, is to talk about what's good, to focus on why things are going to go right. He hit, he hit that first one. Three-point game. He's got another free throw. But at some point, when it gnaws away, like that's what gets me to, when it's time doing the work. When I've seen a sample size where it keeps on happening that my positivity is proven false. He hit them both. Four-point game, 23 seconds left. Maryland bringing it up the floor. Here we go. Please find a way to win. Please fucking win. Aikens gets crossed up. This guy's going to the rim. We'll take a foul. On Malik call. it's a shooting foul. He's going to shoot, too. 18 seconds left. Um, So we're going to have to do this whole rigmarole then. One more time. Inbound, make free throws. No faith when they prove it when they prove me wrong time and time and time again i went to school for engineering it's a, it's a little bit in my dna to go okay the last 10 times i said it would go this way and they proved to me that it won't on time 11 i'm going to sit here and go well you know what it's probably not going to go the way that i hope it's probably going to go the way that it always goes you know what i mean i don't want to be the negative nancy i don't want to be the sky is falling these guys suck but also, what is that? Like, I'm not fucking Skip Bayless of Michigan State. Like, I'm not going to come here and tell you if they somehow lose this game after starting up 15 nothing after having the absolutely horrid January we just had, I'm not going to come on here and tell you, like, hey, it's great. Tom hizo has got MSU wrote Holy shit, Hogard with a bomb. I'm not going to sit. Akins, die! 4.5 seconds left. State up 5. Don't foul. Wow, State holds on. Michigan State holds on. 63 to 58. Michigan State wins the basketball game. I should record a TikTok. I should record a reaction video. <sighs> wins a win, I guess. Can you hear this? Can you hear the Ra, rah, rah, see their team as we're going to win this game. Fight, fight, rah, team fight. AJ Hogard getting trapped at the end. They're just throwing an absolute Hail Mary. Absolute Hail Mary. Malik Hall Moss probably took the foul. They didn't call it. Kick it to Aikens. Yeah. Send everybody home happy. Win's a win, dude. I'm, 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 I still don't feel great though. I still don't feel great. Win's a win. You started up 15-0. I would hope to God you win that game. You started up 15-0 after you've been horrible in the month of January, after you just got dummied at Madison Square Garden by Rutgers. Yeah, these guys don't look happy. I, I, I'm i okay with that. I kind of like that. Tyson Walker, I mean, I'm sure you know they're obviously happy that they won, but they don't look happy like, yeah, let's go party. We did it. They look like, God damn it, I'm tired of this shit. So that's kind of good. That makes me feel a little bit better that I'm not the only one sitting here fucking pulling my hair out watching these guys blow leads every single time that they play. That makes me feel a little bit better. I don't know. We'll see. Now we're 15-9 and overall, 7-6 and in the conference. We'll see. I I don't – here's the thing, dude. I made that video Saturday. I was pissed. When we lost to Rutgers, it was, again, just a, a game we've seen 20 fucking times this year already. State's in it. It's a pretty good game. They're going back and forth. We're making some shots. They're making some shots. We're playing pretty good defense. They're playing pretty good defense. And then by the end, we just fall apart, can't score, and we lose by 10. It was a game we've seen a 1,000 times this year. I I made the video. Granted, I had a couple mimosas at brunch, so I was feeling a little extra emotional, if you will, making the video. But all those losses pile up, bro. Indiana, Purdue twice, Illinois. Like it just fucking, oh my God, one after another. I went to college when I was at state. Our basketball team was winning the Big Ten every single year that I was in school. Every single year that I was there. I think there was one year we didn't win it whether it was the regular season or the tournament. There was one season, my sophomore year, we didn't win one of the two. Every single year, we were the best team in the Big Ten. It's been three. Not only has it been three since we've actually been the best, it's been three since we've been even like hanging around to be the best. It's been three since we've gone into a season with the hopes of being the best. It's been three since we've been relevant in the month of February as far as the Big Ten goes. that That's not cool. That won't fly with me. That's why I was so pissed against Rutgers. It's not just the fact that we lost to Rutgers. I know Rutgers is good. I know MSG, A, we stink there, and B, it's in their backyard. I understand both of those things. I don't fucking care, dude. It was a combination of, yeah, I was pissed we lost that game to Rutgers, but also this is year three of losing games like that. Constantly, that that that's what's starting to to wear on me right now. That's what's starting to get to me with the positivity because that was the thing after the Rutgers game. We had the same old Izzo spiel, which, granted, for most of my life has been true. We're gonna have some shitty losses in January. The team's gonna look kind of bad at times. People are gonna jump ship. People are gonna start to talk about Izzo. We're gonna talk about the roster. We're gonna wonder why this is going the way that it is. We're gonna wonder how we aren't very good. That's what always happens in January, and then February comes. He figures it out. We start to win a couple games. Those couple games turn into a run, and now Michigan State's back there in March, and nobody wants to play us. Yes, that does happen quite a bit. I agree that as far – in Tom Izzo's tenure at MSU, historically, that, that is a pattern. That's real. So I get the people that were like, hey, like, relax. We got the pretty good guard play, Joey Hauser. And Malik, when they're healthy and are on, good players, Aiken's healthy. He'll come along like Izzo. Look, he struggles in January, and then he figures it out. Be patient. Have It's Tom Izzo. Have some faith. I understand all of the people doing that. And I don't want to confuse anyone out there. I was never a person who was sitting there going, God damn it, we lost to Rutgers. Get rid of Izzo. This guy can't coach. Those people are fucking nuts and just don't have a grasp on reality, really, for anything. So, no, no, that wasn't me. But my thing with the Izzo struggles in January, just be patient and he'll figure it out in February and March. My thing with that line of thinking is yeah, but this is year three. You know what I mean? Like if this was the first year in a while, MSU just like, eh, was okay. All right. I get it. Let fine. Let's, let's bear it out. If this was even year two, it's like, okay, you know, we did this song and dance last year. He need and he didn't figure it out in February and March. But all right, I'll bear with you. Like, this is the third time in a row now that we're doing the, hey, don't, don't question Tom Izzo. His teams will struggle in January, but he gets it going. This is the third time now that we do that. So I'm not gonna take the, hey, Izzo does this here and there in January. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that and go to bed happy anymore. If they would have lost that game against Maryland tonight, I'm not gonna sit here and go, hey, you know what? It's a tough game choked it the Breslin wasn't very alive it's Tom Izzo he'll get him going we'll go on a run I'm not I'm just I'm not going to take that we won that game by five and I'm sitting here going "All right, they won wasn't that's about as bad as you can feel after a win how I feel right now I think it's as bad as you can feel about a Michigan State basketball win like I don't feel happy I don't feel like fuck it. I feel like I I barely even feel like whoo I feel like Oh, these guys fucking just – I feel, like, upset. I feel like these guys just aren't – these guys just aren't it. I said it Saturday. These guys just aren't it. I still – we won tonight. I still feel that way. We'll see. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they don't lose another game the rest of the year and we can all dance and celebrate and light couches on fire in East Lansing at the beginning of April. These guys just aren't it, dude. And I mean, we're not talking about a natty. I'm talking about, like, let's make the second weekend. That'd be cool. We're going to have to upset one of the higher seeds in the tournament. It'd be sick to be in the second weekend again. Remember that? It's been a fucking couple years since we did that, too. It's Michigan State. You shouldn't have to go four years without making a sweet 16. There was a time um, Izzo's entire career up until the last three years where every single four-year player made a Final Four. That's ludicrous, and I understand that that's ludicrous, but that's become the standard. That is the standard. That's what Michigan State basketball is. We're about to go four years. You might make a sweet 16. That's a fucking problem. Glad they won tonight. I don't know. I still don't feel great. Don't even know who we play next. But I know we got Michigan a week from uh, Saturday. They are kind of surging We're, I guess we won. But let's see if we can win more than one game in a row. How's that? Let's just start there. If we can win two, okay. If we can win three in a row, maybe I'll start coming back around and we can get excited and talk about it. As of right now, we held on in a game against Maryland that we nearly blew after starting off 50-0. That's fucking bad. I still think we struggle to score. Our interior defense, I still think, blows. Um, our big men, just in general. Hauser's nasty from the outside. I, he's terrible at dribbling. He's a terrible playmaker. Um, not good at defense. Sissoko, we talked about him. Malik was not very good tonight, although I do think he's pretty good overall. And Carson Cooper is... Carson Cooper. So, I don't know. It's pretty much do Tyson and Joey Hauser go crazy or do we lose. That's like that's pretty much the team. Do Tyson and Joey heat the fuck up and hit a lot of threes or do we lose? I don't I don't feel great about that as far as our postseason odds. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. All right, quick break and uh I got to spend a little bit of time talking about the Red Wings. Lost 5 to 2 to Edmonton tonight. A lot of people, a lot of people talking about the awful officiating, and I'm sure it was. I'll be honest with you. I only watched the third period, um, so I can't speak for the first two. There were a couple questionable, soft, don't really get what the hell the penalty is calls in that game. The Rasmussen trip at the end didn't understand it. Um, McDavid kind of just like does that, and they call a penalty, which I don't fully understand where that fits in the rule book. Some things happening to the Red Wings where I'm like, that feels like it should be a fine or a suspension, but it's not even a penalty. So yeah, there's a little bit of the refs weren't great, but uh, it's the same old story. Red Wings can't score goals. Um, They don't capitalize on the opportunities they do get. And, When it comes to the refs, I get that people are frustrated. I get Red Wings fans are frustrated. First game back from the break. Would have been nice to have one at home against Edmonton, right? We jumped out to the early one nothing lead. It would have been nice to get that one. And all right, let's see if we can do anything in the second half here. I agree. But um, when you've been a fucking joke for the last eight straight years, the ref thing doesn't really register for me. When we've been the, the doormat of the NHL since I was a freshman in college, I don't really buy the, yeah, the refs suck tonight. Did the refs suck or did the team that sucked since I was 17, did they suck? One feels a little bit more worthy of blame than the other, but that's just me. Quick break. All right, here's the deal with the Wings. Can't spend a ton of time on it. Your boy, I got to get a lift in. We're Fucking jacked in 2023. Um, and I got to get ready for my 9 to 5 and all that shit tomorrow. A little late at night. Like I said, should have started sooner, but whatever. I do want to talk about the Wings. All right, like I said, I only watched the third period. First and second, I just finished watching the highlights, so I saw a few different things. I watched the third. I followed along on Twitter. I know what people are saying. I know why we lost. Um, I know what went, what went right. I know what didn't go right. Okay, there's a few things, just points I, I need to talk about. And it's going to be tough because a couple of these are much larger conversations than, hey, let's mention it before I go lift a couple of weights. So maybe later, I don't know. Maybe later this week or next week, we'll sit down and we'll do like a thirty-minute deep dive on just on just the state of on the state of the Red Wings. Just every topic is just miserable, dude. Every fucking everything is just a bummer. Every single sports-related thing we do on here is just like, well, we're gonna talk about why this isn't going well. Like, we're going to talk about why this thing's making me mad. We're going to talk about why this team sucks. (laughs) Like, every sports topic. The Lions were fun. The last half of the Lions season was great. But the first half of the season was miserable. The first half of the season for the Cats this year went as poorly as it possibly could have. And even though the whole second half was great, it wasn't until we won that, like, the Giants game that we were really feeling good, right? That was the first time we were like, all right, this might be okay. We can smile. We can be a little happy. Every fucking thing I talk about on here that's sports related is just a bummer. Everything. But um we we hey, it's part of the job. It's what I fucking it's what I signed up for, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's that meme of like the soldier taking bullets and grenades and knives in the back so you can sleep soundly at night. I'll talk about it so you don't have to, I guess. I don't know if you're hearing about it. I would still be like you getting the knives and the daggers. So I don't know. Maybe I'm like a ghost soldier. Like the intention is there. I want to do it, um, but I just am not made of physical matter. So all the weapons end up passing right through me and hitting you anyway. Uh, different day though. We'll do a deep dive on the Red Wings. Here's the thing. Okay, number one, everybody's talking. About, that was the first thing. Twitter game ended. Of course, naturally, I go to Twitter. Everybody's talking about the referees. I put out a tweet that, It was a little mean of me and a little harsh of me and a little just like, I'm pissed off. I'm going to say this. Mind you, the Red Wings game ends and Michigan State is actively blowing it against Maryland. Okay, I've got Red Wings on the laptop, State on the big TV. I'm tweeting this out after the Red Wings just lost 5-2 in a game that they were in like two minutes prior and MSU is actively blowing it again for like the eighth time in a month. All right, so you have to understand the headspace I was in. Also, if it isn't clear to you yet, a guy who has a TikTok dedicated to Detroit sports, who has a podcast dedicated to it, if you haven't noticed, I am happy when my favorite teams win and I'm upset when my favorite teams lose. If you have not noticed, it's why I'm trying to do more general comedy stuff so I can stop caring and watching and talking about sports so much and like be happy about other things. Honest to God, honest to God, that's yeah, I think it's funny and entertaining and something I want to do, but that's like 5% of it is like it'd be good to not care so much about the Red Wings or like Michigan State. Like it'd be good, it's like investing. It'd be good to have a little money in other places, you know? It'd be good to have a little emotional investment in something that isn't a sporting team that's been garbage since 2014. So, in the spirit of that, let's talk about a, a sports team that's been garbage since 2014. Everybody, when the game ended, is talking about the referees. Everybody's talking about McDavid flops. They blow the whistle. Everybody's talking about how that game was getting chippy, and they're calling the Red Wings for things. They're not calling Edmonton for shit. Edmonton's doing stuff that was a penalty when the Red Wings did it. Edmonton's crossing the line. They're not getting called. The Red Wings breathe on somebody. They call a penalty. Everybody's talking about the refs. I tweet, same old Red Wings. First thing I see, this guy, before I even close the app, responds, same old garbage refs. Everybody on Red Wings Twitter talking about the refs, talking about the refs, talking about the refs. couple things. Like I said at the end of the first half of this pod, one, I don't buy the ref excuse. Like, you can't do the, oh, we lost the game because the refs stink when you've been one of the worst teams in the league every single season for the past eight. The ref thing doesn't play when that's the case, okay? You don't get to do that. Like, LeBron can complain about the refs because he's fucking LeBron James. You understand? I don't know. Who's the 12th man for the – like, Max Christie. Like, you can't complain about the refs, bro. Spartan dog. He's been getting some minutes. It's cool to see. But, like, you, when you're Max Christie, you can't go on Twitter or you can't go into the press conference and talk about the refs. LeBron, he's at worst the second greatest basketball player who's ever lived. He can talk about how the refs suck. He's allowed to do that. The Boston game, although it's the funniest shit I've seen in my life, him throwing the tantrum and then on his knees after the Tatum foul, like he's allowed to go to the presser and be like, yeah, the refs fucking blew the game. He's allowed, He's LeBron. He's good enough. He's proven himself. He can do that. When you're the worst team in hockey since 2015, you can't come to me and talk about how you just lost a game because of the referees. You just cannot do it. I don't care if the score is one nothing. I don't care if it's 5-2. I don't care if it's 500-2. to you cannot talk to me about the refs. I don't care if they had 20 power plays and we had none. You just can't do it. When you've been the basement of the league for 8 years, refs are out of the, the ah off the table, not in the cards. Can't can't use them. The other thing, if you do want to talk about the refs, you are actually allowed to get a penalty kill when you need one. Like, you are actually allowed, because we're talking about Red Wings are down 3-2, like, four minutes left in the third, um, and a soft-ass penalty on Rasmussen, and Edmonton scores on the power play and essentially ices the game. That's what everybody's talking about. That's the whole, the refs, the refs, the refs. You are actually allowed to kill that penalty. Like, believe it or not, against popular belief, the Red Wings are, in fact, allowed to burn through those two minutes and not surrender a goal you're capable of doing it there are teams that do that there's this team they they play in boston um they would kill that penalty and then score a goal and then win the game in overtime like you are allowed just because the ref called the penalty doesn't mean you have to give up a goal you are actually allowed to kill that penalty especially when it's at the end of the game in a clutch moment and you absolutely have to have penalty kill you are allowed to do that so if you want to talk about the refs why don't we talk about the special teams and how not only that pk obviously the special teams in the pk for the wings has been pretty ass for again close to eight years something like that we can talk about that too another thing we're going to talk about the refs you're going to say hey well you can only kill so many penalties if you refs keep blowing it they're going to score eventually all right uh the Red Wings off the top of my head three glorious chances maybe four at least three Bergeron coming in essentially on a breakaway shoots it right into the glove okay Kubalik again also pretty much on the breakaway tries to go uh backhand five hole stuffed um and then who was the last one Fabry, literally a wide open net the pucks just outside the blue paint wide open net hits the post why like not not half the net the entire thing's wide open You could have gone like, boop, and the thing would have gone through the if you just aimed it properly. Hits the post. There's three. There's three off the top of my head, and there were more. Kubalik one-timer comes to mind. The Larkin shot that hit the shaft of the stick towards the end. There are more, but that's just three. Right off the top of my head, golden, golden scoring opportunities, and you didn't cash in one of them. One of which, you were like three feet away from the net with a wide, open, goal. The goalie's on the post looking that way. All you got to do is fucking tap it with your backhand and you hit the post. Don't talk to me. Do not talk to me about how the refs cost Detroit that game. When you've been the worst team in the league for eight straight years or one of when You cannot kill a penalty when you need it to save your life. And when you simply cannot bury scoring chances at the level required to win games in the National Hockey League, what if those chances being a wide-open net from three feet away, Robbie Fabry? Don't talk to me about how the refs lost that game. Don't talk to me about how the refs was garbage. Maybe the refs were garbage. You know what was worse? Fucking the finishing capability of 14 and red. That was worse. You know what was worse? Our ability to get a penalty kill when we absolutely needed it. That's it. That, like, don't tell me about the refs. And with all of that said, all right, we can't kill penalties. Um, we're just a bad team, again, right, for the eighth year in a row. We're just not good. You know what I mean? Like, we're just going to miss the playoffs. It'll be the same shit where it's like, hey, Steve, maybe he will make some moves. Let the guns come up. It's just going to be another year of like, oh, shit, we sucked again. All right, well. Let's do the offseason thing where we get all excited and talk about how great Steve is and how the rebuild's coming along and we have all these pieces. And then let's go like 500 again next year and miss the playoffs. It'll be great. With all of that being the case, I still see people talking about how we can't pay Dylan Larkin, how we got to get rid of Dylan Larkin. And I'll listen, 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 listen. I admit, don't overpay Dylan Larkin. Don't blatantly overpay somebody just because he's pretty good, even though he's not that good. Well, he's pretty good. Don't blatantly overpay him. Don't blatantly overpay him because he's the captain. Don't blatantly overpay him because he's from Michigan. Don't do any of that. But here's the thing. People don't want to give Dylan Larkin eight and a half million, which to me feels extremely fair. I think Bo Horvat just got like eight, eight and a quarter. Maybe he got eight and a half, something like that. He got over eight. Um, Bo Horvat is a point of game player this season. Granted the first time in his career, he's had a season even close to this good. Dylan Larkin's never been a point of game player. Granted this year, last year, he's been like a handful of point, like two, three, four, five points off the point of game pace. Okay. I understand the people that don't want to pay Dylan Larkin, like eight and a half mil. I don't like, I don't get it. This game, that game tonight against Edmonton, that should reinforce everything I said on here last week and the week before when it comes to the Larkin contract. We don't have guys that can put the puck in the net. He's the best on the team at doing it. We don't have guys that create opportunities for others to put the puck in the net. He's the best on the team at doing it. We don't have guys that can effectively kill penalties. As far as centers go, even though he doesn't always play the penalty kill, he's probably the best two-way center on the team. Okay, we've been one of the worst teams in the NHL for the last eight seasons. He is by far our best player. He is one of the only guys that would go to a Stanley Cup contender tomorrow and improve their team pretty significantly. But you don't want to give him $8.5 million because he's not a point-of-game player. I saw a thing someone tweeted today. I believe there's like 40 people, something like 40 people in the NHL that are point-to-game players, and like 35 of them or 30 of them make $9 million or more a season, okay? Fair enough. Dylan Larkin's 58th. They're tied for 58th in points per game in the league, so that's not, you know what I'm saying, 35 guys make $9 mil a year. Those are the top 35 point getters. You're 58th. You probably shouldn't make 9 million a year. So I understand. Like, don't give them 9 million. You should be able to point to that and go, Dylan, look, you're not getting any younger, buddy. Like you're not even in the top 40. There's 35 guys in the league that are point of game player or that make $9 million a year. Not even every point of game player makes $9 million. You've never been a point of game player. I understand you don't want to give them $9 million. That doesn't mean you can't give them eight and a half. That doesn't mean you should just let him go unless he takes seven. Because guess what, dude? He could be a point-of-game player. We talked about it. Lucas Raymond's getting better. The team, I think, I fucking think the team around him's getting better. I think. I don't even know anymore with the Red Wings. I don't know if Raymond and Cider and, uh, and Berggren and all these guys and whoever else we have in the minor. I don't know if they're actually ever going to get better and win more games. I don't even know anymore. I think the team's getting better. So if he plays with better talent, you would think maybe he'll start scoring more points per game just because you don't want to give him nine and you shouldn't give him nine. Doesn't mean you can't give him eight and a half. The people that want to trade Dylan Larkin, unless he takes 8 million, which by the way, he's never going to take $8 million a year. The people that want him to take an eight by eight, like, I don't get it. Should we just be bad forever? Is that the plan? Because, look, Steve Eiserman came to Detroit, I believe, in April of 2017. I am speaking today on February 7th, 2023. That's nearly six years later, five years and ten months later. And we have made almost no progress as a franchise. We've been rebuilding since before Steve Eiserman got here. Steve Eiserman, the greatest GM in hockey, the greatest GM in sports, the guy who's never made a wrong move, the guy who we should inherently trust always. We're going on year th- year six here. We're still one of the worst teams in the NHL. We still aren't going to sniff the playoffs this season. We still have a long way to go to even contend for a spot, let alone win a playoff series, let alone win the cup. But you want to give away the one – well, not the one good player, but you want to give away the guy who's clearly the best player on this team for what? More picks that you hope become him? More guys that you got to wait another five years for them to mature and hopefully produce at a point-of-game level? Like, I just don't – like, I don't get it. Like, the Red Wings – The way I see it, as far as this Larkin thing goes, like I said, Dono, if he's asking for nine mil and won't budge, all right, that's crazy. You're not that guy. I'm sorry, Dylan. But if he's so, all right, let's compromise. You want eight. I want nine. Let's go eight and a half. Fine. The way I see it is you're either one of the people who wants to let him go and it's like, let's just be irrelevant forever. Or at some point you need to try to be good because guess what else? Whether or not he re-signs Larkin, at some point, Steve's going to make a move in free agency for somebody that'll demand money. At some point, Steve's going to make a move trade-wise for somebody who demands a lot of money. At some point, this team, this franchise, he is Steve mean, He's great. Look, it's year six. We've gone fucking nowhere. At some point, all these great prospects and this rebuilds that's going well and Steve Eiserman fleecing guys, dude, one day that has to mean points. One day that has to mean wins and getting rid of your best player because he wants a quarter of a million more a year than you'd be willing to give him, It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. The Steve Eiserman thing. That's a that's the kind of a conversation a longer conversation for another time. Like dude, we all worship Steve. Everybody the people around the league, obviously fans, Tampa, we talk about how unbelievable he is at being a general manager. I know rebuilds take time. 8 years feels like time. That feels like a good amount. 6 of those being under Steve Eiserman's tutelage were were nowhere. We're still talking about, whoa, what if we got Connor Bedard? We're still talking about lottery balls. Steve Eisenman, we're going on six years of Steve. We're not talking about a playoff spot. We're not talking about, hey, you think we could win a series? We're talking about what are the chances we get the number one pick? That'd be pretty sweet, huh? Talking about year six of Eisenman, eight of the rebuild. And we're concerned with who's going to win the draft lottery. I don't know. I, I t- Do we want five more years of that or do you want to give l- Dylan Larkin a little bit of money? I don't know. That's how I feel. Quick break. Pre- su- I mean, quick break. Sorry. That's all I got. I appreciate everybody who tuned in per usual. Appreciate everybody who supports, um, spreads the word. Like I said, the Bengals Design, the fresher, fresher. Bengals Design is live in the store at thesecondstring.com. Subscribe to the YouTube. If you're listening to this on audio right now, subscribe to the YouTube because I'm going to start doing more general comedy stuff and I'm about to separate the feeds and I'm going to just upload those YouTube videos separately. So subscribe to the YouTube so you can see everything I do, not just the Detroit sports stuff, The way shit's going, and especially now with football, (laughs) like I think those are going to be better content. I think those are going to be more fun, and it'll be more applicable. Like maybe you don't care about hockey, you can listen to those. Maybe you're a Michigan fan, you don't care when I talk about state, you can listen to those. Maybe you don't care about state basketball, you can listen to like it's more applicable to everybody. They're more lighthearted. I don't get upset over them. They don't make me angry, so that's nice. Um, Check it out, anyways. Appreciate you guys. Hope you have a wonderful week. We'll be back. I don't know, at least once more this week, Thursday, Friday, maybe a couple more times, we'll see.